I don't know what happened, but I survived, I hope. Give me a thumbs up if you can hear. Fatula, can you hear? Give me a thumbs up if you can. Can you guys hear me? Okay, perfect. We will start in just six more minutes.
walking home from sleep on a cold, windy day. Took a shortcut through the woods, and I lost my way. It was getting late, and I was scared. to a stoner Sunday service. It is October 8th, 2023. I'm Pastor Pothead. I'm a fully ordained Christian pastor. My ordination is held through the International Council of Community Churches. And we are here today as an open service where everyone is welcome. And of course, as I state, just like Domino's, we are done in 30 minutes or less. Yes, 30 minutes or less. Let's pray. Father, we come before you today with humble hearts. We praise you for your goodness and mercy. We thank you for your many blessings in our lives. We ask for your guidance and wisdom as we go through this church service. Help us to open our hearts and minds to hear from you. Amen. So today we are going to talk about the sermon that nobody ever wants to hear, the sermon that everybody hates, 
And that sermon, of course, is always the one that talks about tithing or servanthood, the idea that we have to give a certain percent of our money to the church. And with this, we have um, a few readings. So these are the words of the Lord. Thanks be to God. From Mark 12, 44 to 41 to 44. And he sat down opposite the treasury and watched people putting money into the offering box. Many rich people put in large sums. And a poor widow came and put in two small copper coins, which make a penny. And he called his disciples to him and said, Truly I say to you, this poor widow has put in more than all those who are contributing to the offering box. For they all contributed out of their abundance. But she out of her poverty has put in everything she had. All she had to live on. From 2 Corinthians 9, 7. Each one must give as he has decided in his heart, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. And from Acts 20, 35. In all things I have shown you that by working hard in this way, we must help the weak and remember the words of the Lord Jesus, how he himself said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. These are the words of the Lord. Now, I'm going to ask before we continue, is everyone able to hear me well? Can I get thumbs up to make sure you can all hear me? Because I've heard that there's been some um, rugging going on. We're good? Okay. So before we get into the sermon, we're going to try a new piece of music that I just found. It's actually based on the doxology. It's by Phil Wickham. Thank you. 
Let us pray. Lord, help me to speak your word with faithfulness, clarity, authority, passion, wisdom, humility, and liberty. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Amen. We've all been there. Those of us who attend corporate church or, or who have attended corporate church, we've been there. It happens about this time of the year, normally in the October, November time frame, because they try to aim it to match when most companies prepare their giving campaigns, their benefits selection, and people are getting ready to look at their their investment accounts and their retirement accounts for the next year. Churches do it every year. And what they do is they come in the room and they give you stories about all the things that they will do with your money for you. And they end it reminding you that if you're a good Christian, you will give them at least 10% of what you earn, if not more. That's the sermon I hate. You see, when my wife and I um, left the church that had ordained me and we started to check out other churches, we actually didn't do it in October for that reason. We decided to start looking at churches in May. And we started to look at all the churches around us. And we got to this church that was very welcoming. They sent me a letter. They wanted to talk. They wanted, you know, invited me to meet with the pastor and see how the two of us could work together. And we showed up at their church that Sunday. He said it was going to be a great sermon. You should show up. And we got there and he opened up and he said, I never do this sermon, but we're doing it this year. So I'm here to tell you, you all have to give. He went on to remind us that as a church, they look at their board of elders. And if they're not donating at least what they believe is 10% of that person's salary, they kick them off the board. And my first thought about this church was, this is not the church for me. Why? Because I don't believe that in order to be a member of a church, you have to donate 10% of what you earn to that church. Because that is not what God said. If you read, if you listen to each one of the readings, he, he reminds us that we want to give. We want to give more than we, than, than, a woman who put two, a penny in, and that's all she had. They, he wants us to give freely and happily. And he wants us to support the weak and those that don't have what we have because it's just as much a blessing to receive what God gives us as it's more of a blessing than to take what God has given us and give it to others. And those are that's what God really tells us in all of this. He's not saying you must give 10% to the church. In fact, the church is utilizing a, a set of laws that were understood in the early temple of the early Jewish temples to try and make it seem that that's what they want. When, when the Jewish communities were growing and building, what would happen is every, every year at harvest, the first portion of the harvest was all sent to the central stores of the community. And in that central stores was enough food to feed those who did not have a good harvest and to keep the people that supported the temple fed because they didn't have the opportunity to farm for their own food. So they built this central storage that, that you know, it's basically, 
you know, the, the town food kitchen. And anyone who needed could come and get from it. And everyone who had extra would give to it. And in that way, the town supported the town. The community supported community. In fact, when, you know, if you read early in the Bible, you see a story about people on their way to ask for their 10%. And we, we don't understand the gift. And the top 10%, you know, the first 10% was supposed to represent the idea of the first portion of your harvest. It never was really a number that was believed or given. It was just to give the intention that the first portion of your harvest, the overage that you knew you would have, should go to the central stores to ensure the community as a whole could survive. And that really is the sermon the churches should be giving. They should be coming to you every year and saying, listen, we understand we have members here that are blessed well by God. And we have members here that don't enjoy that blessing. And we ask that you give to those that do not have as much as you do enough so that we can all survive the winter to survive the darkness, to survive the pandemic, to survive a lost job, to survive this or that. And that was the idea of tithing is the community supporting the community. And it's the idea that I say every time we, we end our service, that I don't ask you for your money. In fact, I ask you not to send me your money because that's not a tithe, that's a membership fee. I ask that you donate to your communities, donate your time, your treasure, your talents. The Lord blesses us with three very important things in our life. The most important thing he blesses us with is time. And it is a limited number that we do not know the actual end point of our time. And the first thing I ask you to give of yourself is your time. The next thing the Lord gives us is talents. He gives us the ability to do things that others might not be able to do. I fix computers for people. Why? That's the talent I was given. I will also go in and reinstall a thermostat or rewire an outlet or anything that, it, that I have learned to support my family, friends, and community. Um, and that's what I ask of you also, not just your time, but of your talent. Give of those things that you do well freely to support the community around you. You know, Soli, who's in here, is a teacher. What I would ask of her might be, could she help adults learn to read? Laura Lord really understands technology. Can he help others build podcasts? Each one of us has a special talent that we can utilize to support our communities. And that is part of your tithe. And the last thing we always ask is your treasure. And the reason we ask for your treasure is because some people might not have time or might not feel they have the talent to do what is needed to be done, but they have the money to hire those that have the talent. And you need all three to support our communities. So I ask each week that you utilize a blend of your time, your talent, and your treasure to donate to your community, to support the community you live in, you work in, and you play in. Now, the communities we live in are very easy to understand. You live in a house, an apartment, a... Uh, uh, a car, a mobile home, everyone has their own place they live. And the people that live around you that you interact with, that is your community where you live, where you work. If those of us who have jobs or even those who go to school, that is their job when they're in school. It's what I used to teach my kids. Um, that is your community where you work. And the people you hang out with, the people you relax with, the people that we sit in spaces with, 
That is the community you play in. And I ask each week that we donate our time and our treasure and our talents to communities we work, uh, live, work, and play. And the idea is, is that as we, as a group, start giving back to the communities that we're in and support the communities that we're in, that our communities will start to prosper through not only our giving, but by others who see what you're doing and want to mimic you because they see the benefits of it. You know, what God asked us to go and make disciples of men, what he did not mean was for me to go grab someone by the scruff of the neck and say, you're now a Christian. No, what he meant was go and live a Christian life in such a way that others see the way you live and want to live like you. So they ask you what your secret is and you let them know. My secret is that I follow the Lord. I, I'm a Christian. I follow the Bible in the way I believe it was written. I follow the rules of that has been passed on to us by Christ. And, and in that, my hope is if you want to live like me, you would follow along me in my footsteps. Even if you don't decide you want to believe in Christ or decide you want to believe in the Bible, but you believe in the words that we say and the message that we give, I still love and respect you for that and still love the fact that you want to live a life that, from my eyes, is a Christian life, whether you realize it or not. You don't have to. You can live a good life and be a good person by doing good. I firmly believe that. That's why everyone is welcome to church. So the sermon we all hate, the sermon that we hear, the sermon for those of you that will attend a, a big box corporate church or a small box corporate church in the next few weeks, you're going to go in there and they're going to start talking about how you have to give only to them, that the 10% you give must only go to them. And I ask you, push back a little bit. Find out what organizations, tell them, hey, if I'm giving money to you, then I want you to support the organizations I support. I want you to support the communities that we live in. I want you to do this. Start aiming the support you give the church to the communities you live in, you work in, you play in. So even if you fall within that and you want to give to that church, you can, but have them utilize your tithes to support the communities also. I'm going to ramble on for a while, so I better stop now. So thank you all for, for the, listening to the sermon. Let's pray, and we'll continue on with music. Loving God, fill my heart with the love that you freely give. Make love my first and last thoughts. May I love others and freely give to them. Make my spirit a spirit of joy, happiness, and love for both my friends and my enemies. Help me love as abundantly as you have loved me. Amen. So I'm going to play another song, and as the song plays, I ask if you have any prayer requests or prayer concerns. If you would like us to pray for them as a group, please press the little bubble in the bottom right-hand corner and place it there. If you just would like me to add your prayer to my personal prayer list, please send me your prayer in DM, and I will add that into my personal prayer, prayer list for, at, for my daily prayers. Um, we... Today's a little bit different. I have been looking for songs about freely giving, and what I've realized is some of the best songs about giving are songs by modern artists 
and not actually songs by Christian artists. It was really cool. So this next song is Ripple for, by the Grateful Dead, which really is about the ripple effect of one person giving and then others following in their footsteps. Take you home, I'm not a doubt. 
Lord, we thank you for each of us that are here today. We thank you for meeting us here tonight, for delivering your word. May each soul in this place be touched by you. Please watch over Terrell and Lord, Lord, Respector, the Dr. RKL, Zach, Cam, Doge Nepal, Pepe Longstocking, Huxley, Soli, our families, our friends, and our loved ones. Please watch over today. We ask that you watch over our world today as we see another war starting. And we ask that you find a way for people to stop hating and to really understand love. Because if everyone were to take time to love one another, we would never have the time to hate each other. It is in your name that we pray. Amen. Now, this is my favorite part where I talk about tithing, because but you've kind of heard my statement over and over again. So instead of talking about tithing, my I will give an even easier gift to you, and I will end the service now. And we will close with this final thought. I ask each of you to go into the world with confidence and trust that Christ is walking with you and that you all become a beacon of light in this dark, dark world. Because it is in your name we pray. Amen. I'm going to end the service today with one more song. This is Give a Little Love by Zig Marley.
Have a, had a blessed weekend and you have a blessed week. Thank you all for being here. Of course, I'll see you through the week in various spaces and I hope to see you again all next Sunday. Thank you. <laughs>